So this is going to be a brief response to something that transpired on a recent episode of the Drunken Peasants podcast. One of the guests was a popular YouTuber who goes by the name Magog of Morskar, or at least that's the name of the character he portrays, a kind of farcical or comedic take on a crotchety, half-crazed, necromantic wizard. In all honesty, I'm not too familiar with Magog's content, but I found the bit I did see entertaining, and from what I can tell, he seems like a decent guy. So this isn't meant to be some kind of takedown video. It's meant as more of a friendly refutation of some things he said in passing regarding the story of Annalisa Michel, or Michelle, uh, a young German girl who underwent an exorcism or series of exorcism sessions back in the 1970s. In fairness to Magog, his comments were made off the cuff during an unscripted appearance. And I myself am no stranger to having to make corrections or issue mea culpas for things I've gotten wrong on my show, to err as human and all that. So at the end of the day, this isn't really a matter of great importance. I just heard someone make some claims regarding a topic I've long been aware of and wanted to respond or add my two cents. Even though I'm a non-believer, I've long been fascinated by occult topics, including demonic possession. So I'm well acquainted with the story of Annalisa Michel. And to put all this in context, the subject came up while they were talking about the Catholic Church sex abuse scandal in Pennsylvania. Billy the Fridge made some kind of exorcism joke, and that led to Magog's comments. And I want to apologize to my listeners for not covering that topic on the show yet. Part of the reason for not rushing to cover it is that, as sad as it is, I was kind of like a sexual abuse scandal involving the Catholic Church... What's the next breaking news? The sky's blue. And I say that as a non-believer with a Catholic upbringing. Anyway, let's roll the clip and I'll respond as we go. <laughs> Exorcism. Have you always, uh, speaking of that, just on a side note, have you guys yeah. ever listened to the tape from the 1970s exorcism of Annalise Michelle? No. The German foreign state. That is some creepy shit. If you listen it was to the probably, audio, because they recorded that exorcism. It was probably... Okay, so I definitely agree with that. Even if you're a non-believer like myself, those audio recordings are still really creepy. I actually mentioned them on a show in the past, and I'm not sure, but I may even have played a clip. I don't actually believe the girl was possessed, but still, just the sound of someone who thinks they're possessed growling and screaming in another language is enough to kind of make the hairs on the back of your neck stand up. And regarding uh, Magog's pronunciation, he said uh, Annalise or Annalisa Michelle. In an attempt to not make an ass out of myself, I actually hunted around for the proper pronunciation. And the closest I could come is that either Michelle or Michel were both acceptable. I would have gone with Mitchell or something like that, but doesn't seem to be the case. What inspired the exorcist? The exorcism of Emily Rose was directly... Gotta drop the hammer on that one. No, it did not inspire The Exorcist. The Exorcist was inspired by the case of Roland Doe, the pseudonym of an American boy who underwent an exorcism in the 1940s. Author and screenwriter William Peter Blatty had learned about the story while still a student at Georgetown University, and that's what inspired him to write the novel. 
The film version of The Exorcist was released in 1973. The exorcism of Annalisa Michelle or Michel took place a couple of years later, beginning in 1975, lasting 10 months, and ending with Annalisa's death in 1976. Inspired by the exorcism of Annalise Michelle, but listen, find those original tapes and listen to them. That is some. Ooh, that'll send chills up your fucking spine. That girl's fucking speaking in tongues and all kinds of shit. It was oh, probably crazy. like epilepsy or so. I'm sure there's some kind of explanation for it. Ding, ding, ding. Ben wins a Cupid doll. At the age of 16, Annalisa was diagnosed with psychosis, brought on by temporal lobe epilepsy. Not long after, she had also been diagnosed with depression. After years of relatively unsuccessful psychiatric treatment, her hyper-religious family came to the conclusion that she must be demonically possessed. In fairness, she also did have visions of uh, demonic faces, hearing uh, demonic voices, etc., but obviously these could be symptoms of uh, psychosis. The prolonged exorcism that ensued eventually ended with an emaciated Annalisa succumbing to starvation and malnutrition. She weighed only 68 pounds and her knees were broken due to continuous genuflecting. Her parents, as well as the two Roman Catholic priests that carried out the rites of exorcism, were all found guilty of negligent homicide. She spoke Syrian Aramaic, never studied it. Okay, now Magog makes that claim with a fair amount of confidence. I tried searching the net for evidence that Annalisa spoke Aramaic, and the best I could come up with were quotes from the script of The Exorcism of Emily Rose, a film, as Magog rightly states, was directly inspired by Annalisa Mitchell's case. In the climactic scene of the film, the character of Emily says in a Syrian neo-Aramaic language, according to the script or, mo or movie quote, I am Belial. Both the real Annalisa in audio recordings and her sensationalized film counterpart, Emily Rose, claim to be inhabited by a villainous rogues gallery, including Hitler, Nero, Judas, and even Lucifer himself. Sounds like quite the party. From what I can tell from scouring the web, including online message boards, it seems some have blurred the line between the movie and the actual account, claiming that Annalisa spoke in Aramaic like her film counterpart. From what I can tell, this isn't the case. Some allege she did speak multiple languages, some long dead or previously unknown to her. But if this was the case for the sake of argument, her speaking in tongues doesn't appear to have been captured in the recordings of her exorcism. From what I can glean, the audio, unsurprisingly, is entirely in her native German. Annalisa may or may not have known or spoken Latin, but even if that were the case, it shouldn't be too surprising, given her devout Catholic background. At least one person on a message board claimed that the judge in the case ordered the tapes of her speaking Latin destroyed. The same person also invokes the New World Order, so take that for what it's worth. Well, that that's weird if that's true. But yeah, what did I, she say? I mean, it could have been a hoax, for all we know. Yeah, who knows? I mean, but at the same time, I mean, it is genuinely creepy. There's I mean, all there's these There's a reason weird... why that's a whole movie genre now. Sure, The whole sure. movie genre broke off. There's like a whole horror, horror genre of exorcism, like demons, and the Catholic Church, and that epic battle between heaven and hell, you know? 
That's true, the whole exorcism thing has been done to death in modern cinema. But in my opinion, that stems from the success of The Exorcist, not the Annalisa Mitchell case. And most exorcism movies suck. They're cheesy, derivative, and fail to measure up to what Blatty and Friedkin achieved back in 1973. Being a horror movie junkie, I still watch them because even bad pizza is still pizza. It's tempting to believe in the supernatural. It's really fun to engage in the suspension of disbelief. But the truth should matter. If you want to watch a movie that takes a more sober and sympathetic approach to the story of Annalisa Michel or Michelle, check out the German film Requiem. It's not as sensational or thrilling as The Exorcism of Emily Rose, but it is a much more realistic telling of the story. On a final note, Annalisa's parents ordered their daughter's exhumation after a nun claimed to have had a vision of Annalisa's body lying miraculously uncorrupted. But when she was eventually disinterred, the examiners noted a quote-unquote normal rate of decay. And with that, stay skeptical. Oh shit, did I just give myself a tagline? I thought the tagline was a podcast for atheists, agnostics, and whoever. Whatever. Um... Anyway, until next week, guys, brothers and sisters, peace out.